What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. Today is the 29th of November, 2022. Thanks for joining me. Hope you're doing fantastic out there. Crazy world. It's a crazy life. We're going to talk about it. Oh, yeah. So right before this, I was trying to figure out how to do a live stream on uh, YouTube. I figure I have a YouTube channel. I might as well use it and like consistently be YouTubing. Because I'm going to have a little more time now. Just quit my job. So, uh... Yeah, I figured I'd like utilize my YouTube channel until it gets deleted or I get kicked off or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've never done a, a stream before. I, I'm not even sure how it works, but I got a webcam like a long time ago and like a little USB microphone. Um, so I was testing it and I was like, what the hell, man? Why can't I get any sound on this bitch? And uh, I did like three or four videos. They're like private so nobody could see them. I was just testing it. And I just eventually realized it's because my speakers weren't turned on. So isn't that typical of life? You think something's all messed up and something's not working. It's usually because you're just a dumbass. All right. So end of November. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, I did. Hung out with the family. I mean, yeah, it was cool. You know, good stuff. A lot to be thankful for. Uh, I've been doing a lot of... I guess you could call it soul searching, figuring out what's going on, uh, not just in the world, but like with myself. And I think that's an important thing to do from time to time. Because uh, everywhere you go, there you are. And you can't escape yourself, so you might as well understand yourself. And this is what a lot of... Um, People a lot wiser than me say that you got to know yourself. And I think I've found a way to do that, or at least something that that helps you in doing that. It's called the Enneagram, and I'm going to talk about it today. It's You may have heard of it. It's a, uh, the Enneagram is just a symbol. It just stands for a nine-pointed symbol, and it's basically a fucking personality Thing. There's nine different personality types, and this Enneagram symbolizes the way that they interact with each other. And it's really interesting. It's the first thing I've come across uh, that's kind of in the same realm as astrology or, I don't know, um, and not really like the tarot, although I've been messing with that a little bit too, just because it's just... Very strange shit has been happening to me lately. But uh, yeah, the Enneagram is like the like astrology, but real. <laughs> it's more of a psych- psychology type of deal, but it's very old. It's an ancient symbol that's existed for who knows how many thousands of years, um, adopted by many different cultures throughout the years and, and religions and stuff. And it is a, a spiritual practice too, I believe, but it doesn't, you don't have to be of any particular faith in order to benefit from it. It's more of a self-help thing and just helping you understand yourself. It just basically says, hey, there's these nine different personality types. You're guaranteed to have a lot in common with one of them and you have the attributes of them all. So the more you understand this this personality type, which you fall under, the more you're going to understand yourself and be able to handle life better and just uh, understand why you do the stuff you do and hopefully be a better person and just Fucking keep on, keep it on. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Also want to talk about, uh, well, actually, while we're on that, I'm going to talk about Vortex Math, which I haven't looked into in a while. I don't think I've ever talked about it on this uh, podcast, but it's fascinating. It's uh, It has to do with the number nine. So since I've been looking into the Enneagram, it kind of brought it into my uh, into my thought process. And I I was doing a lot of research on it years ago, and it's fucking crazy. It's also a nine-pointed symbol inside of a circle. In fact, it's the exact same symbol as the Enneagram. Um, Although the, the lines connect differently with the Enneagram, and I think that's just more for the personality types. But with Vortex Math, it's like a circle 
with the numbers one through nine around it, and you could do all kinds of different math equations and stuff. Um, actually, I don't know what more I can really say about the vortex math without actually demonstrating it for you. But you can do like any math equation with it. <laughs> you could do like addition, subtraction, division, multiplication. It's fucking crazy. And uh, apparently some guys also were able to invent some sort of free energy device that centered around the principles of vortex math. Um, it's very bizarre. So let's actually, I'll, I'll read, a, read a little bit. Let's start with that. That'll be fun. So vortex mathematics. This is just something I had just found after one Google. I gave it a Goog, and this is what I found. So this is by Ayushi Vaish. Sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Looks like an Indian lady. They know math. Uh, Vortex Mathematics, source code of the universe. If you only knew the magnificence of the three, six, and nine, then you would have the key to the universe. Nikola Tesla. It says, what is Vortex Math? It shows the image of it. And like I said, it's just a circle with uh, the number nine at the top because that's like the master number. Um, it's supposed to symbolize wholeness and, and all this stuff. And, well, check this out. Here's something you could do. If you got a pen and a paper around you right now, I just remembered one of the cool little number nine deals. Um, you could take the multiples of three. So you go three, six, nine, 12. No. <laughs> Scratch that. Fuck that. That's not how you do it. You do all the ones of nine. There you go. So all the multiples of nine. So nine... Start with the number nine, and then it's nine times two, which is 18, nine times three, which is 27, nine times four, 36, 45, 54, 63, 72, 81, 90. So all the multiples of nine, and you could go to infinity, nine times fucking 17 million 57. And it's always gonna reduce to the number nine. So like nine times one, Wait, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> nine times two, yeah, is 18. Okay, and then uh, one plus eight is nine. <laughs> fuck, I sound like an idiot. Nine times three is 27. Two plus seven is nine. Fucking nine times four, 36. Six plus three is nine. 45, which is 9 times 5, right? Uh, 4 plus 5 is 9. And it fucking just keeps going like that forever. It's really bizarre. And they, they supposedly say that 9 is the fucking master number. Anyway, I'll just read the thing that somebody actually wrote about it who knows what they're talking about. What is vortex mathematics? Vortex math is a system of numbers which explains the essence of form as a sphere with a vortex. The numbers reveal a spiral line and a curved plane. The numbers in this spiral line describe the form of a vortex. The vortex describes an inward contraction with its equal expansion, which is the inner form of a torus. Vortex math numbers illustrate the contracting and the expanding elements of the external physical plane, and they also illustrate the internal and subtle aspect of consciousness. So pretty interesting, and uh, as I came across the Enneagram, it reminded me of Vortex Math, and I was like, oh, there's some interesting similarities there. They're both based on the number nine, and they're symbolized by a sphere. Um, if you imagine a 3D model of the, the Vortex Math symbol or the Enneagram, it's, uh, it's pretty trippy. It makes you think about if you've ever done, um, you know, really tripped out on fucking acid or DMT or mushrooms or something. It's the same type of fractal shit. Weird stuff. If you look at like an Alex Gray painting, it's like that. Uh, understanding the pattern. We're going to create a pattern of single digits using multiples of two. Take the number one, multiply it, multiply it by two, and you get two. Multiply it by two, and you get four. Again, and you get eight. Again, and you get 16. 16 is two digits, but we only want one digit number, so we add them together, getting seven. Double it, and you get 14. Add the digits together, and you get five. Double it, you get 10, add the digits, and you get 1. So you've got the repeating sequence of 1, 2, 4, 8, 7, 5. I feel like this is hard to follow. 
I'll just push, I'll just uh, post the link to this if you're interested in, um, in looking into this. It's really fascinating. It has all these uh, different examples of the significance of the number nine and one and three and, or three and six and nine. It's like Lil John said, three, six, nine, damn, she's fine. Lil John knows. Okay, well, I just wasted however much time that was. But that's content, baby. Vortex math, look into it. Let's listen to some Your Old Droog. Been on my Your Old Droog tip lately. Just listened to like a few of his albums. I hadn't really fucked with him that much until uh, recently, but I went on a nice little drive around Lake Tahoe and listened to a bunch of Your Old Droog, and the guy fucking crushes. So let's hear some good old rap music. You can have a brunch with Jay, give me the 50K. But I take that bread and make it flip 950 ways. Give a damn what they think is lit today. And who's making rounds? Cause when you break it down, they ain't got shit to say. At all. Bunch of cliches strung together poorly. Fuck your origin story, dog. You're all revenge corny. I don't care about your block sales or who you cut. You fool. And don't nobody wanna hear about your oxtails. What? I heard your wife's box smells like a veggie patty. Ain't nice to fans, just hyping the Reggie sadly. They buy a hat, shirts, vinyl, and all. Reminds me when old players go to China to ball. Couldn't get it done in the States, but get stand over there. Go from little to no fanfare to man of the year. Threw a couple darts, now you think you slang high art? Yeah, you dropping 50 on the Shanghai Sharks. These other rappers don't make me pull your card again. Dude sounding like a fake Earl sweatshirt, Earl Cardigan. I said, it don't matter what squad you in. Fathering so much of your styles, I probably can be your legal guardian. All these motherfuckers fraudulent. Same cats who duck the smoke on the track on social media arguing. Deadass. I don't even bother sparring. I want the ring like Giannis. You can have all the skill. James Harden, feel me? Even the legends move worthless. Ain't nobody paying them to do verses, so they trying to do verses, speak the truth. Nobody's immune, I'm too merciless. Mike Spot drove on Fox News with Alan Dershowitz. Who? Doing shows as soon he purchased. Fronting on the feature now, but when my next album drop, watch how soon he purchased. Just to increase the portfolio. See what that lick read, like we transcribing guitar solos. Far as that, I'm Zuhorn Rolo. Loses pop hills and start rocking the hood like cornholio. Yo, you on your own if you dolo. But if you wild paid, I got verses by the boatload. Straight up. Might just pull up and turn session to session one. In the highest echelon, provided by my billion dollar lexicon. Wild D, not the one that you check upon. Extra calm with a tick thicker than Dexter's mom. Where you been, bro? Making hits in the laboratory. Running up more strings than Dancing Queen. We summer records like Abadoggy. These cats not in my category. If you weren't encouraging, don't say nothing congratulatory. Please. I know who helped on the way here. Your old Drew held it down for eight straight years. Came back like Cape Fear. Transforming boys to men like daycare. So if you pick the wrong side of history, please stay there. Well, there you have it, folks. Your old Droog. I like, you know, I like that kind of just rapping rap. You don't got to be, I don't know, chasing whatever new style is coming out that everyone's doing. Um, and all that. Just spitting some fucking raps, being clever, having a nice flow over some smooth beats. Like the MF Doom, Sean P type of style. I like that shit. Okay, so... Let's talk about the Enneagram then. It's it's pretty interesting. I encourage you to look into it because um, I know it sounds like bullshit kind of because I'm not really into astrology or whatever, but it's not like that. It's, uh, I don't know. It's more legit than that. So, da, 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 can you hear me? All right, let's just give give you a little introduction to what this stuff is. So this is from a book. What is it called? There's a bunch of books on it, dude. There's a bunch of people doing YouTube on it. It's called The Wisdom of the Enneagram, this book, by uh, Don Richard Riso and Russ Hudson. 
So it says, the Enneagram is a geometric figure that maps out the nine fundamental personality types of human nature and their complex interrelationships. It's a development of modern psychology that has roots in spiritual wisdom from many different ancient traditions. The word Enneagram comes from the Greek for nine, Ennea, and figure, Gramos. Thus, it is a nine-pointed figure. The modern Enneagram of personality type has been synthesized from many different spiritual and religious traditions. Much of it is a condensation of universal wisdom, the perennial philosophy accumulated by Christians, Buddhists, Muslims, especially the Sufis, and Jews in the Kabbalah for thousands of years. The heart of the Enneagram is the universal insight that human beings are spiritual presences incarnated in the material world and yet mysteriously embodying the same life and spirit as the Creator. Beneath surface differences and appearances, behind the veils of illusion, the light of divinity shines in every individual. Various forces obscure that life, however, and each spiritual tradition has myths and doctrines to explain how mankind has lost its connection with the divine. So obviously this book... Oh, it's like a spiritual fucking book. But uh, it's not all about that. It's also just like a psychology thing. But these dudes are going the uh, spiritual route. Uh, one of the great strengths of the Enneagram is that it steps aside from all doctrinal differences. It has helped individuals from virtually every major religious faith to rediscover their fundamental unity as spiritual beings. The Enneagram can therefore be enormously valuable in today's world to show white and black male and female, Catholic and Protestant, Arab and Jew, straight and gay, rich and poor, that if they search beneath the surface differences that separate them, they'll find an entirely new level of common humanity. With the help of the Enneagram, we will discover that sixes are like all other sixes and that they share the same values with the other types. So basically, it's just saying that um, there's these nine different types. So there's a type one, type two, type three, type four, so on, up into the type nine, and uh, these things are really like what people will have in common. Basically, it doesn't matter what religion you're from, what race you are, what culture, um, you'll have something in common with other four. So you could be a four who's Jewish and fucking be like the same dude as the Arab-Palestinian dude who's a four. And it's like even though your cultures may be different, even though actually that's probably a bad example, they're super similar. But you get what I'm what I'm saying here. Uh, the Enneagram is not a religion, however, uh, nor does it interfere with a person's religious orientation. It doesn't pretend to be a complete spiritual path. Nevertheless, it concerns itself with one element that's fundamental to all spiritual paths, with which is self knowledge. Um, without self-knowledge, we will not get very far on our spiritual journey, nor will we be able to sustain whatever progress we've made. One of the great dangers of transformational work is that the ego attempts to sidestep deep psychological work by leaping into the transcendent too soon. This is because the ego always fancies itself much more advanced than it actually is. How many first-year novices have persuaded themselves that they're just about ready for sainthood? How many meditation students have said that they certainly have attained enlightenment in record-breaking time. Okay, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea here. So, real self-knowledge is an invaluable guardian against such self-deception. The Enneagram takes us places and makes real progress possible because it starts working from where we actually are. As much of it... As much as it reveals the spiritual heights that we're capable of attaining, it also sheds light clearly and non-judgmentally on the aspects of our lives that are dark and unfree. Uh, if we're going to live as spiritual beings in the material world, then these are the areas we must need to explore. So that's the previous part um, is what I find the most important and kind of like what you'll find the most value in according to the Enneagram is They'll just say, like, you. they have all these tests online. You could just type in Enneagram test, and it'll be like this questionnaire, and it asks you what you would do in all of these different types of situations. And do you agree with it? Do you somewhat agree? Do you disagree? Do you strongly disagree? It's one of those things. It's like a personality test. And they'll just tell you what type you are. And um, it'll probably ask you to buy some shit and, like, upgrade or whatever. You don't got to do that because there's so much... Uh, free information out there. And then you basically just do all this research on your type 
And you realize like, fuck, I do react in that way in that type of situation. Or I do get like that when I'm stressed or, you know, I do fucking respond like that or have a tendency to be like this or separate myself like that or whatever. Um, and it just makes you aware of the stuff that you do. And it also lets you know that you're not alone. Like you're not the first person to go through that. Like there's a lot of people who have those similar tendencies and just the fact that you become aware of it and you can kind of view yourself from an outside perspective will give you more tools to when you're in that type of situation, just to kind of be aware and be like, Oh, Oh, I'm doing that again. Like I'm, I'm responding in this way and this doesn't lead me to where I want to be like this fuck shit up. Maybe I should chill for a second and fucking act differently or think about it this way because maybe I don't know everything that's going on and maybe I'm assuming something or, or whatever, you know, it's, um, it's really interesting. So check it out. Let's, uh, go through the nine different types. Um, so, so yeah, there's nine basic types of the Enneagram, and um, this is just kind of a brief introduction to them. Now, this is a pretty vague um, synopsis of the most common qualities of each of these personality types, but um, and they're not ranked in any type of way. It's not like a nine is better than a one because it's a higher number. It's just, that's just the way the fucking symbol is done. So type one is the reformer. Now, a type one would be a principled, idealistic type. Ones are ethical and conscientious with a strong sense of right and wrong. They are teachers and crusaders, always striving to improve things but afraid of making a mistake. Well-organized, orderly, and fastidious, they try to maintain high standards but can slip into being critical and perfectionistic. They typically have problems with repressed anger and impatience. At their best, healthy ones are wise, discerning, realistic, and noble, as well as morally heroic. Now we move on to type two, the helper. The caring interpersonal type. Twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but they can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. They are driven to be close to others, and they often do things for others in order to be needed. They typically have problems taking care of themselves and acknowledging their own needs. At their best, healthy twos are unselfish and altruistic and have unconditional love for themselves and for others. Now we move on to type three, the achiever. The adaptable, success-oriented type. Threes are self-assured, attractive, and charming. Ambitious, competent, and energetic, they can also be status-conscious and highly driven for personal advancement. Threes are often concerned about their image and what others think of them. They typically have problems with workaholism and competitiveness. At their best, healthy threes are self-accepting, authentic, and everything they seem to be. Role models who inspire others. Type four, the individualist. The romantic, introspective type. Fours are self-aware, sensitive, reserved, and quiet. They are self-revealing, emotionally honest, and personal, but they can also be moody and self-conscious. Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective, they can also feel disdainful and exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with self-indulgence and self-pity. At their best, healthy fours are inspired and highly creative, able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. I'm a type four. That's what they said. Which I feel like is like the worst one. But that's a, that's a four thing to say. Type five. The investigator. The intense cerebral type. Fives are alert, insightful, and curious. They are able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideas and skills. Independent and innovative, they can become preoccupied with their thoughts and imaginary constructs. They become detached, yet high-strung and, and intense. They typically have problems with isolation, eccentricity, and nihilism. At their best, healthy fives are visionary pioneers, often ahead of their time, and able to see the world in an entirely new way. Uh, type six, the loyalist. 
The committed, security-oriented type, sixes are reliable, hardworking, and responsible, but they can also be defensive, evasive, and highly anxious, running on stress while complaining about it. They are often cautious and indecisive, but can also be reactive, defiant, and rebellious. They typically have problems with self-doubt and suspicion. At their best, healthy sixes are internally stable, self-confident, self-reliant, and courageously supporting the weak and powerless. Type 7, the enthusiast. The busy, productive type. Sevens are versatile, optimistic, and spontaneous. Playful, high-spirited, high and practical. They can also be overextended, scattered, and undisciplined. They constantly seek new and exciting experiences, but they can become distracted and exhausted by staying on the go. They typically have problems with superficiality and impulsiveness. At their best, healthy sevens focus their talents on worthwhile goals, becoming joyous, highly accomplished, and full of gratitude. Type 8, the challenger. The powerful, dominating type. Eights are self-confident, strong, and assertive. Protective, resourceful, and decisive, they can also be proud and domineering. Eights feel that they must control their environment, often becoming confrontational and intimidating. They typically have problems with allowing themselves to be close to others. At their best, healthy eights are self-mastering. They use their strength to improve others' lives, becoming heroic, magnanimous, and sometimes historically great. And last but not least, type nine, the peacemaker. The easygoing, self-effacing type, nines are accepting, trusting, and stable. They are good-natured, kind-hearted, easygoing, and supportive, but can also be too willing to go along with others to keep the peace. They want everything to be without conflict, but can tend to be complacent and minimize anything upsetting. They typically have problems with passivity and stubbornness. At their best, healthy nines are indomitable and all-embracing. They're able to bring people together and heal conflicts. So, um, you know, that's that in a nutshell. Hopefully that wasn't too boring to listen to. I mean, reading hella fast. But um, take it for what it's worth. Look into it if you're interested and uh, see if it can help you in any way. Because maybe you'll, um, you know, find out what type you are. And it's not like that puts you into a box or you you lose anything by becoming aware of that. All it does is just kind of give you something to go off and be like, you know, I fucking act like this sometimes and and maybe that's not the best way to act. Uh, in those descriptions I gave you, they they were very they didn't really um, dwell on the negative aspects of each of the personality types, but um, each one has that. It has their own vices and and tendencies that that fuck them up. And there's different levels of where you're at in terms of your health, like your mental and spiritual health. Like if you're unhealthy and you're a little fucked up, you might act in this way. But if you're healthy and you're doing good you know, you're going to have these traits. And it's um, it's pretty remarkable how accurate this system actually is. And it's, um, I don't know, it's the only thing I've come across that's like that. Um, and it's a cool alternative to like going and talking to like a fucking shrink and having them fucking put you on some drugs or do some bullshit. Because I've never... I don't really think very highly of psychiatry or, or therapy. I think when it was first coming out, it was it was more legit. I mean, obviously, I'm not an expert on it. But I think they've just, it's pretty obvious that they're heavily reliant on pharmaceuticals and prescription drugs. And it seems like the core thing about psychology is to get people to adapt to this unhealthy, sick fucking system that's just disgusting. And it's, it's, it's like, um, what's the, what's the proper word? It's the opposite of, of human nature where they're trying to get people to adapt to a system that's totally unnatural and like evil. Cause modern America, <laughs> this society that we're living in this Western culture it's pretty fucked up. You know, it's very materialistic. We're cut off from anything spiritual. We're taught to fucking just believe and follow like the worst, most shallow aspects of ourselves. And that will cause you to go crazy. And I think that's why a lot of people are nuts. And then 
I'm sure there's there's some good therapists out there who acknowledge that and like do their best to get people on the right track and do what they got to do. Um, but at the same time, these are also the people who are are taking their kids to see these people and then they fucking turn them transgender when they're like five years old <laughs> and then and then get the parents like sent to jail if they fucking say anything about it. So the system's pretty fucked up. And I think there's a lot of mental illness going on. A lot of people who are don't know themselves because they're so caught up in looking at what everybody else is doing, this bullshit social media life and, and just universe that we're sucked into that's completely just not good for your brain to always be comparing yourself to other people who are like looking like they're having a better time or whatever. Maybe that's just the way I use it. But we know we all know that this is what's happening and it's it's fucking people up. So as an alternative to paying a shrink a bunch of money to fucking you know give you some Prozac or whatever or Xanax, I don't even know if they still use Prozac. Although a good Zanny once in a while ain't too bad if you're taking a flight or something. Um, but yeah, the Enneagram, if anything, it could at least supplement that and just give you another path to self-knowledge because that's really important. I think the only way that we can really get through this time that we're living in and make sense of it and have a good time rather than becoming victims to um, this fucked up world and the, just this this gross demonic system that that's doing the most evil type of stuff is uh, taking care of yourself and uh, improving yourself and just, you know, figuring out what you can do for yourself to have a good time. Because let's be honest. I mean, there's only so much we can do. Are we really, are we really going to change the system that is thousands of years old? The shit that we were born into and we're basically powerless to, to change the system. We're not going to change the government or, uh, you know, get rid of the military or what, you know, like not, not even saying that those would be good things, but, um, there's only so much you can do, but what you can do is master your own life and your own mind. And that's, that's your only chance, man. At least that's what I think. So, there you have it. That's my thoughts on the Enneagram. A brief introduction just to see if it's something that you're interested in. I think uh, a lot of people have something to benefit. You know, you can benefit from it. It is a little scary. It's a little, it can be off-putting because nobody likes being called out on their bullshit. And trust me, dude, look into the four thing because that's the one I came back with. It was terrible. Like everything's like, you're fucked, you're weird, you fucking hate everybody. <laughs> it's like, it's like, geez, I guess you're right. Um, but you know, nobody said it would be easy, but it's something you got to do. So let's listen to some public enemy and move on harder than Yo, you Chuck, think. Bust the move, man. I was on my way up here to the studio. You know what I'm saying? And this brother stopped me and asked me, yo, what's up with that brother Chucky D? He sway nice. I said, yo, the brother don't sway nice. He knows he's nice. You know what I'm saying? So Chuck, I got a feeling you're turning into a public enemy, man. Now remember that line you was kicking to me on the way out to L.A. Lounge and Queens while we was in the car on the way to the shop? Well, yo, right now, kick the bass for them brothers and let them know what goes on. Rolling stones in the rack game, not bragging. Lips bigger than Jagger, not sagging. It's brother backwards, I'ma leave it at that. That ain't got nothing to do with rap Check the facts, expose those cats Who poses heroes, take advantage of blacks The government's gangsters will cut the crap A war going on, so where y'all at? Fight for power, cause great responsibility F the police, but who's stopping you from killing me? Disasters, fiascos, or loop by P.E. If it's I instead of we believe in TV Spreading rich adventures, this new thing about snitches Watch the masses move as the masses switches System distant, but barely mister My soul is just to save my brothers and sisters yeah, that's right, Chuck, man. That's what you gotta do. You got to tell them just like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause yo, let me tell you a little something, man. These brothers run around hard headed. They get a little jealous, you know what I'm saying? Just like that. You know, they try to bring you down with them. But yo, Chuck, you got to tell them just like that. 
human gangster 20 years later Of course it does while consciousness faded New generations believe in them fables Gangster bookie on two turntables So no love so it's easy to hate it Desecrated while the current awaited Any given Sunday so where y'all raided With slavery lynching and them drugs infiltrated I'm like that doll Chucky baby Keep coming back to live love life like I'm crazy Keep it moving rising to the top Duck fresh clean living you don't stop Revolution means change don't look at me strange So I can't repeat what other rappers be saying If you don't stand for something you fall for anything Harder than you think is a beautiful thing Get up! Just like that. What a great fucking song, dude. That is, um, dude, Public Enemy, man. One of the most iconic hip-hop groups ever, you know? It takes a nation of millions to hold us back, fear of a black planet. I mean, come on. The dudes are legends. That's one song, it, like, can't be played loud enough. <laughs> oh, man. What a great song, dude. Yeah, I've... Many a time have I played that song wasted, just full fucking blast, dude, with the headphones on. Probably destroyed my brain. Okay, moving on. What else is going on here? Okay, okay. Oh, so I watched Died Suddenly. I started watching it. I watched about half of it, but it was a lot of information I had already known. It's a lot of stuff that I had been talking about on this podcast since since the vaccine came out. There's since... You know, people became aware that it was causing blood clots. Killed my grandma, by the way. Um, And, you know, it's a good, it's cool they did it. And it's a good thing for, um, I guess, normies to watch. People who are not aware of what's going on. Um, Because there's some very real fucking side effects that are happening from the vaccine. Basically... From what I saw of the documentary, it's a lot of different doctors and, and whistleblowers, um, people who who embalm bodies that die, that work in uh, mortuaries and stuff, or funeral homes. And they're just talking about all these people they've seen with these crazy blood clots. And it's all from the vaccine, and nobody's talking about it, and or the, it's just being covered up, you know? It's the biggest crime ever. It's a fucking genocide. And um, just just bringing these stories to the light in a documentary form. We've I've been covering the stories on this for a long time, so I didn't really find it necessary to watch it. Plus, it's it's just gross. I don't like seeing those fucking blood clots. Ugh, I see it in my head right now, and uh, it's just nasty. And you know what though? 
I still think, as I've, if you've been listening to this thing for any amount of time, you'll probably know where I'm headed with this. I don't think the blood clots are the, the main goal of the vaccine. I think it is a side effect. Maybe a maybe a wanted side effect. They do want to get rid of some people, especially people of like social security age. So the older generations, um, there's definitely it's definitely part of the plan to get rid of them. But um, I think it's just the technology that's in the the vaccines, and they go into this too. They talk about I think they do, you know, the graphene and all that type of shit. Just the weird dust that's in these um these vaccines. It's definitely eye-opening. I, I would um, encourage you to watch it. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, dude. It's, it's nothing new, but it's, it might be new information to you. They're injecting people with weird shit, and it's causing people to have blood clots, and uh, what's the real purpose of the vaccine? We can only speculate. But we take a look at the infrastructure that's being erected around us, just the times we're in right now as far as technology goes and the wireless transfer of information and, um, you know, nanotechnology and just the consider the fact that the whole goal of this system is mind control. Is it really so far fetched to believe that they want to inject everyone with some little antenna-like device that allows them to be fucked with from the fucking 5G towers or whatever. I think that's very, um, I don't think that's far-fetched at all. I think they've been experimenting with this technology on people for a long time. We can go back to, you know, it's just, it's just the mind control technology. And when this first got thrust into the public consciousness was, it, well, you got to just do your, your history of MKUltra. And they're really seeding the whole MKUltra stuff into the public consciousness. There's so many different TV shows and like series about it, like Stranger Things had that undertone. Um, there's a bunch of different stuff where like Born Supremacy, the mind, mind controlled assassins and all this stuff. And that's not new. Like that's, that's a real thing. They've been doing it since like the 50s. And, um, it's just now the technology has improved to where it's just wireless. It's fucking, you can inject it into somebody and like, it's crazy. You don't have to go through this whole like mind breaking um, therapy sessions like Clockwork Orange or something. It's uh, it's a little more, ah, what's the word? Incognito and that's not the word, but it's a little more subtle and like low key. So, um, like, for example, take events like Columbine, you know, it's the same type of shit, dude, the, the Vegas shooting. And that's, that's the reason why that fell out of the news so quickly. Cause the official story didn't make any sense. Like how'd this guy get all those guns in there? And like, why aren't we allowed to see any of the security footage and, and so on and so on. Um, but the uh, the Dark Knight shooting, that guy, James Holmes, there's just so much, dude. And there's uh, one guy on YouTube that does really good research into this. His YouTube handle is Look Out for Charlie. And you could just um, look at his channel and he just goes through and explains how there's all these weird messages can be fucking beamed into people's brains. Just off of the existing like infrastructure that we already have, you can piggyback these messages onto these electrical frequencies and they can like be targeted at certain people. It's really weird, um, but that's where technology is. Uh, there's a ton of fucking information on that. Like Nick Begish wrote a book about it like a really long time ago, just talking about the different technology for mind control and how like everybody has their unique DNA fucking structure that can be targeted. I don't know. I don't know how it works exactly, but um, there's some weird stuff going on. But regardless of that, I mean, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to be like fucking the guy from Better Call Saul and just cover your house in, in tinfoil? Like, there's only so much you can do. You can be aware of it. You can try to tell people about it and hope they stop it. And that is a possibility, maybe, um, if we reach the tipping point, 
like, uh, I forget what they call it. Man, I must have killed a lot of brain cells lately. Can't remember anything. Um, critical mass is what they call it. If we ever reach critical mass, maybe something can be done about it, but I don't know. I guess that's why people will uh, just choose to avoid it and not even talk about it and like get really uncomfortable and dislike you when you try to talk about it. Like so many people in my life. Um, <laughs> I get it. A lot of people aren't ready for the truth. But the thing is about the truth, it really does. It, it sets you free. Like you don't got to be scared of it. The reason people won't acknowledge this type of stuff is because they're scared. Like they don't want to think that they're not in control of their own lives. Although they obviously know that like you work some fucking job, you probably can't leave. Like how much freedom do you really have? But um, I guess the thought of thinking that like you don't have control over your own mind is pretty scary. But once you acknowledge this and you learn how to fucking see through it, whether it's the the technological aspect or just the more like the entertainment shit that's used to control you, the hypersexuality, the, the bullshit on TV, the social media stuff, the news, the politics, all of these different mind control mechanisms. Like once you learn about them, you can see through it and you're no longer a victim of it. And you're, you're kind of awake and able to do what you got to do and like focus on solutions and, and, you know, making yourself a better person and, and living life to the fullest and just having a good old time. But when you're stuck in their system, in their fucking maze, that's just meant to tire you out and just suck all of the energy out of you. Cause these motherfuckers are like vampires. They feed off of your negative emotions and your just this, the evil shit they get us to do where, and they convince us that that's the way we have to entertain ourselves. And it's a, it's a pretty sick system. Um, but in order to overcome it, you got to acknowledge what's bad about it and like learn about it so you can protect yourself from it. And that's the same basic principle behind the Enneagram. It's like, okay, you, you fall into this personality type. And it just is what it is. And you're not going to change it. You're not going to become, you're not going to be a four and somehow change and become a nine. You might, you might have those characteristics of that personality type and be able to utilize them, but you're never going to change your overall personality type to that extent. Um, but what you can do is look into your own personality type, see what kind of tendencies you have, particularly the negative ones. And recognize when you're behaving that way or like thinking that way or fucking talking to people that way or whatever and kind of see yourself from that different perspective and then also realize how you act when you're at your best and try to behave more like that and it's like it's the same with anything dude like how are you ever going to improve something if you don't get rid of what's fucked up like, if you want your house to be more comfortable, are you going to leave a bunch of fucking garbage strewn about it? Are you going to leave it looking like shit and just totally um, destroyed? No, you got to, like, organize. You got to get rid of some stuff. You got to throw some stuff away. You got to clean. You got you to gotta do what you got to do. And a lot of the times, that's easier said than done. Let's listen to a little beat by the homie Hoot the Owl. just the instrumental you guys can make up your own lyrics Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Well, there we are. I guess we should talk about Yay. Um, you know, I think it's cool what he's doing. I don't think it's crazy. I think uh, there was a moment there, no, well, years actually, where I always thought, I mean, you got to be suspicious of these uh, giant superstars who have billions of dollars and all this stuff. But seeing what's happened to Kanye is um, it's pretty crazy. Like, I don't think this shit was planned. I don't know who would go along with that plan. Lose billions of dollars? That's That would suck. Because um, once you get rich, you don't want to lose all that money. Like, that's the worst. <laughs> so I don't think it was intentional on his part. I think he's really becoming aware of what's going on in the system and, like, choosing to speak out. And suffering the repercussions of when you do that, when you're at his level. And it is indicative of what's going to happen or what they would like to happen to just the average person. And he said that in a little interview. He's like, dude, like I didn't do anything. I didn't kill anyone. I didn't steal from anyone. And they fucking took all my money. They froze my bank accounts. Like I can't even use my Apple Pay. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it, it's pretty crazy when you when you consider that. You're like, damn, bro. It's the same thing that they were doing to Alex Jones. And you could say the same thing about either of them, that they're controlled opposition, that they're working for, um, you know, who knows, or they're being used by them, which, fuck, could be true. But it doesn't change the truth of what's happening. <laughs> you know, it's fucked up to, to anybody. Um, I also find it interesting that Ye and Owen Benjamin are like homies now. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So like, I've always thought about it like this, dude. Like we all have access to the internet now. It's a pretty level playing field. So even if somebody is a superstar celebrity, they could still watch the same crazy fucking conspiracy videos that I'm watching and, and go down the same rabbit holes and become just as informed as you know, your craziest flat earther fucking person. And to think that they don't do that is just silly. It's just the matter or like to the extent they want to talk about it. And not saying everybody's like that. There's always going to be the just kind of the person who has that ignorance is bliss attitude and just chooses to go along with the system and, and not ruffle any feathers but then there's people who kind of have they have some morals and some principles and they're like dude fuck this like i'm gonna tell people about this shit and i don't give a fuck and uh i think yay has reached that point and i find it very intriguing and i know in um previous episodes i kind of just dismissed it and was like yeah it's just bullshit and they're just using them and it's you know fuck them but at this point i'm like Okay, like cool. What? It's just hilarious, dude. That um, he's an actual contender for the president. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And who knows, dude? Maybe he'll win. It's just, and not that that would matter. It's all a joke, and they would only let him win if they wanted him to. But it's uh, what an interesting time to like be alive. And yeah, the fact that he, you know, he fucks with Owen Benjamin and is like watching his stream because Owen Benjamin comes out with like a, all kinds of truth or shit. I mean, he, he got canceled way before it was cool. Uh, don't agree with everything he says, but that goes without saying like fucking props to him for doing it. I think it's fucking dope. I'm a huge fan. Um, but it's just funny that him and Ye are like homies now, you know what I'm saying? They like text. It's just interesting. It's, um... We'll see where it goes. Are they going to take him out? I don't know. I don't know. What else are we going to talk about here? Now, on the other hand, you have Elon Musk, supposedly the richest guy in the world, someone I've never trusted and never will. Um, and supposedly he's on this whole free speech, you know, he's all gung-ho about free speech and opening Twitter up to become a free speech platform, which is great. But I just don't trust the guy. I don't fucking believe anything he says. I think he's way worse than, like, even a Klaus Schwab or someone. Because, like, this dude has all the power in the world. He's a total technocracy type of guy um, who's actually, like, 
working and getting that type of technology created and like accepted by people. Um, so yeah, don't trust Elon Musk at all. Kind of, I just think he's a major fucking douche, especially when he came out, I don't know, a few weeks or a month back in his like Illuminati sweater, like his new world order sweater or whatever. And it's like, okay, buddy, like this guy's such a fucking douche. I knew it way back, you know, five, seven years ago when um, he was just in the news every day. And I'm like, why are they giving this guy so much coverage? Like, why are they making him the most famous guy in the world when he has a, a car company that's never even made any money, but somehow he's the richest guy in the world just because he's able to like play the government and get all this free government money and tax breaks and all this shit. He gets other people to give them, give him all their money or the free taxpayer money or whatever the fuck, the money they print. And like, that's how he became the richest guy. It's not because he's so brilliant or whatever the fuck. Uh, so I've always thought he's, uh, like, that's the real controlled opposition right there. Like they created this guy for a purpose and, um, just don't trust him. I'd just be very weary of anything that he comes out with or does, um, yeah, he's the brain chip guy. Like, fuck that shit. What else here do I have? Uh, the economy. The economy. Um, not going too well. That's why I left my job. It was like I was just sitting around all day. I was in sales of RVs. That's what I've been doing. And uh, no one was coming in there, like, ever. And you just sit there all day. It's like, okay, this this isn't where it's at, dude. Like, I'm out of here. Um it's the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. It's like, okay, man, I, I understand where we're at economically and um, it's not conducive to recreational vehicle sales at the moment. I think things are about to get really crazy in the economy and really bad, um, like on a level that nobody has ever seen before. And this is just, this isn't just me talking, this is a lot of different economists and um, experts on this type of stuff who do like nothing but study this type of shit. And they, they all pretty much come to the same conclusion. Like, yeah, man, things are about to get really crazy. So I don't know, man, protect your neck, do what you got to do to fucking get by. And, uh, you know, that's about an hour I think I'm going to move on and say peace out. Thanks a lot for listening. Hope uh, hope this was beneficial for you in some way. Learn a little bit about the Enneagram. Talk about some, uh, some Kanye, some Vortex math. Just good old-fashioned fun for the whole family. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to record some music now and, and do all that type of stuff. So, peace out. Traveling, north, traveling.